0: You're listening to Finn2D. Oh, he takes
1: off running, And he's, he's in! in touchdown, Miami. With the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle. Giving you
0: unfiltered, informed, and controversial takes on the Miami Dolphins in the NFL draft. Here's Reason and Neil. Welcome back, everyone, as we dive into deep. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Reason, joined by Neil Driscoll. Neil, the Dolphins have now won two in a row. Um, They're putting a streak together, back to their winning ways with two at the helm, who's doing things Marino couldn't even do in terms of you look at first Dolphins quarterback uh, after what he did against the Lions to throw for 350 yards three touchdowns at zero interceptions and have a completion percentage above 80. Marino couldn't even do that kind of stuff. And the historic stuff that's going on with Waddle and Hill with Tua. I mean, it is a good time to be a Dolphin fan. And then days later, Neil, the trade deadline was our day on a historic day which had 10 total trades, the most in NFL history. We had 20%, two of them. How you feeling, Neil? Have you come down on cloud nine? Or are
1: you still up on cloud 10 waiting to come down to cloud nine? We're not afraid to talk about Super Bowls here. That's what Tua Tungavaloa said at his presser today. And, you know, I think we flirted with the idea that that was a real potential, right? We saw this team head in the right direction. Well, it's obvious the front office believes, the players believe, and I as a fan believe. I, I, I think this team... And what I like is that it's not knee jerk. They're not bringing in 33 year old players. This has longevity. They are a dangerous team and the quarterback continues to get better. And at this point, there's enough of a sample size to say that if Tua doesn't get hurt, we're probably the, if we're not undefeated, we're seven and one. Tua, if he doesn't get injured and lose those two games of statistics against the Jets and the Vikings, he's probably the MVP front runner. And I think he still belongs in that conversation. But if you look at the landscape of the quarterback of the NFL right now, and I, you know, there's there's people that will argue this and they'll tell me that I'm a homer, but he's better than Tom Brady right now. He's playing better than Aaron Rodgers. He's playing better than Justin Herbert. He's playing better than Joe Burrow. He's playing like a top five quarterback in football. And, you know, I, I think it's poetic justice. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to act like I haven't had my times where I've been very critical of Tua. And this season proves more than anything how inferior the coaching staff we had was. But I honestly don't think it's as much Mike McDaniel making Tua look good because I've told you this during the game. I, I think Mike McDaniel is making a lot of mistakes right now. And that's not saying he's a bad coach. He's a young first-time coach. And, you know, like that ch- not challenging that one touchdown that Trent Shurfield scored. I thought that was a huge miss. With that said, I'm here for this, man. I mean, they just went out of the trade deadline. And we all talk about the Bradley Chubb move because I think Bradley Chubb at 26 years old. I mean, we were not getting anyone at pick 25 to 32 as good as Bradley Chubb. You know, I I I went on record and said the only person I think is better in the entire draft class is Will Anderson. Um, so Bradley Chubb coming in here is awesome, but Jeffrey Wilson is an underrated move. I mean, look, we all know Chase Edmonds wasn't working here, right? And they go out and get a guy who's one of them, they went from having one of the least efficient running backs of football to one of the most efficient. I just think Chris Greer, in Miami Dolphin history, him turning down, turning that pick into Waddle Hill and Bradley Chubb is the single best work a GM's ever done here. So, Flowers to Tua. Flowers to Chris Greer. Flowers to this team. Because the Dolphins are going to go to the playoffs. And when they get in there, man, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, the Bills and the Chiefs. I don't know, man. You got to beat us. You know, you got to stop Tyree. My, yeah, stop
0: my, my, my feeling with the playoffs is this. And we're going to need help, clearly. We need to get home field advantage. We need to be that one or two seed where... We wouldn't have to deal with potentially being on the road till the AFC Championship game because I'm gonna tell you right now, with this roster and this team and how they played when two is at the helm, no one's coming into our house and beating us when two is at the helm.
1: Well, you know, you know, I, I hate to say it because it's being a dead horse, and anytime you listen to any Dolphins podcast or you hear, I mean, if this team can get Byron Jones back this season, dude, what is their weakness? Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, you look at this roster right
0: now. The only thing that I think can beat us is our own selves, with in terms of health. I mean, even without Byron Jones, from what we've seen with guys like Kadir Kahoo and Keon Cross, and when they've had to step in, they've been amazing. But you're right. Like, if you can add Byron Jones to that, and you know, I I assume when Byron would come back, I think we'd see a spike in Javon Holland's play as well, because right now you're you've seen a dip, and that's because he's got more responsibilities, because. He doesn't have two guys on each side. He's got one guy on one side he can rely on right now. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Byron would improve this, but I still don't think we see him till at least after the buy. Um, but you do
1: think we see him this year? I
0: don't. I. I. I, I don't know, brother. I, I've said it's tight lip there, man. No one knows. I feel like he's in business for himself a little bit right now, dude. In terms of, and I'm not going to knock him for it because the writing was on the raw wall. We played out. We showed our hand. That's why, you know, think about this. This guy could have had all this done and, and started in January for sure. And, and, and we'd be good to go, but obviously, you know, people need to ask yourself, why do you wait till March? And that's because, you know, we were trying to go after JC Jackson and move him out of town. Right. And we showed our hand to him and his agent rightfully. So he's out for himself, but You're can't. you telling me Byron Jones is sitting on the couch right now, seeing what we're doing, seeing the moves we're making. He's not chomping at the bit to get back there. If you're not chomping at the bit to get back there and you are just worried about yourself and your next contract, then I don't even want you on the team to begin with. Because, listen, right now, if you're looking to get paid if we move off of you this offseason or you're looking to make a statement that you need to keep me with this defense, now's the time to come back, step in, and help lead us to some playoff, Success here, because I'm going to tell you right now, Chris Greer, executive GM of the year, whatever you want to say, this team in the playoffs. you got to have the conversation because this guy has become the Rams of the AFC F them picks, and you can't knock them so far. We haven't seen Bradley Chubb work, but we know what we're getting. But look at Tyreek. We gave up all we gave up. Tyreek. You ended up seeing the value people had to pay on draft day, they were giving up higher picks to go get lesser talented receivers than Tyreek Hill, right? They were having to pay a higher premium, but I mean lesser picks, I mean like higher in the draft than what we ended up giving up, right? And so you look at that, and then we gave, I want people to realize this. We gave Tyreek Hill quarterback money, and he, right now, with Tua missing three games, eight games into a seventeen-game season, he has nine hundred sixty-one yards. If Tua never got hurt, we're talking about this guy sitting at eleven to twelve to maybe even thirteen hundred yards already. Right. And who knows where Jalen Waddle be? Him and Jalen Waddle are about to put up. They're on pace for thirty-five hundred yards between the two of them. Two thousand and forty-one for um, Hill and over fifteen hundred for Waddle. I mean, these guys have put up 1688 yards this season. They have more yards than eight NFL teams right now, receiving wise. Those two, just those two players, and people kept trying to tell me, me. I kept hearing it all off season. Neil, I thought Tyreek was going to be worse with Tua. Yet, Tyreek is potentially rewriting record books and the history books with Tua Tagovailoa. Um, you know, I, uh, and what did I telling everyone all off season, Neil? You're I, I, what was I saying? Hill's gonna come out and he's gonna show everyone. Mahomes didn't make me; I made me. And what was I telling you? There's no way he ain't whispering in that boy to his ear and saying. Bro, they think I'm going to fall, but they think you're going to hold me back. Let's show them otherwise. And they've done exactly that. I mean, the amount of victory laps I can take on Tua and Tyreek right now alone, let alone Jalen Waddle and my draft value. Like, Jesus Louise, bro. This is – it is a – it is a – bro, I I posed this question to Richmond Webb earlier, and I'm going to pose it to you, Neil. Are we seeing – the best wide receiver duo of all time flourishing under a quarterback that's putting
1: up elite numbers and entering the top 10 realm in the NFL. With all due respect to everything that's happened beforehand, I don't know how we can not say yes to that question. I mean, the reality of it is that he won't win it. But Tyree Kill's the MVP of the league right now, right? Like I'll do you one better, it.
0: Neil. I think he's the best football player in the world right now.
1: He might be. I mean, he's unguardable everything he's done since he's got here like he he I didn't know much about him except some of the legal stuff that had happened in Kansas City right and I, and I'm not we've talked about this on this pod many of times you and I aren't lawyers we're not going to go there I don't know I don't know I don't know I can only talk about what I know since he's come to Miami he has been the best leader I've seen on this team in a very very long time all that smack that he was talking bumping to up Putting him in the category of Patrick Mahomes, the joke's not on him. The joke's on every single person that said that wasn't true. Yep. And that's what's the best part about this season is that we started this podcast at the beginning of the year Talk about the Tua Tango redemption tour. I didn't, I don't think you and I even envisioned it being this great. I I really didn't. I mean, because because we get lost in the sauce sometimes, and as good as Tyreek Hill is, Jalen Waddle. Is legitimately better than Jamar Chase. It's not. Gonna,
0: it's not even close, brother.
1: And and I said that. And if you did, if you saw when I put that tweet, I want to go look at it. That you would have thought that I had no idea what I was talking about. And I'm not here to pump my chest, but the reality of it is, is Jalen Waddell is just getting better and better too. And Tyreek is going to. You can't stop both of them. You got to choose one of them, and you still can't stop them. I mean, what we saw in Baltimore, right? And hold on,
0: Neil, Neil, can I just say this? We've seen Waddle with Brissett. We've seen him with Skyler. We've seen him with Bridgewater. Night and day with those guys to Tua. Like Tua just brings out Waddle. He, you know, we've talked about this when we, we remember I brought it up to. Hey, is 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 it is is Waddle to a safety blanket? Because they were trying to tell us that Waddle was to a safety blanket, and you know. Neil, like the chemistry and the trust that, that Tua has with Tyreek, but also with Waddle. I mean, dude, Waddle is, it looks like the guy that's
1: going to be a top three receiver in a year or two when Tua is there. I i mean, he he's, he's the next Tyreek Hill. <laughs> like, right? Like, that's the beauty of this. And I, I swear, like, the thing about it is they're only going to get better. Like, Tua's only started six games in Mike McDaniel's system, right? But the thing is, did you see that video, the uh, the cinematic video that they did with the Lions today? I and- literally
0: had it loaded up before we started recording, and I'm going to watch it after we're done. Okay,
1: so there's a part in it, and I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's a part where they're on the bench, and they're down by 10. It's two a waddle and hill, and they're like, we got them right where we want them. Like, they're starting to play with this swag.
0: Sorry, I hate to cut you off, bro. It's but okay. you're just making so many points that I got to add to your points. You know what I mean? So, you know how I do my live reactions? You text me, we text back, and I text you when I can because people complain when I put my head down during the live reactions. Like, I mean, people we...
1: complain on the internet?
0: No yeah, way. no way. But I'm trying to reply to all, to, you know, you and a couple other people that are texting me, but people complain that I put my head down. Anyways, um, you know, that point you just made. Right, um, I lost my train of thought because of the internet people lost the swagger. I was saying they were
1: playing with the swagger.
0: Oh, right where they had him. Right, right where they had right. him. Right. Okay, so Neil, my chat was Chicken Little's when we were down fourteen nothing. Oh my God, people were calling for McDaniel. It was I can't believe we're gonna lose this game. And you know what I kept saying to them, Neil, after what we saw in the Ravens game. It's fourteen nothing. There's a lot of football left. The last thing you do is count this offense out. Absolutely, we can take off at any time. And when this this offense takes off, they are like a off like they are like a a train that's totally off the track and just rolling and plowing through everything that's in their way. They are literally an unstoppable
1: force when they get going, Neil. Right, I I think you can never count this team out. Um, you know, like they're not going to go undefeated the rest of the season. Maybe, maybe they do. I don't know. I can't say. I can't. You know, we got nine together.
0: games left, right?
1: I I am not it, counting it, them
0: out. Is eight and one or seven and two not? I I think this is a 12-13 team win, even at sitting at five and <laughs>
1: three. I'm gonna go crazy with you. I'm not lying. This is not a joke. I spent last night looking at air Airbnbs for for Arizona in February. That, that's what I did. Last well,
0: because time. Neil, you have to ask yourself, Neil, you look at the landscape of the AFC, okay? No one scares you. And the only team that slightly might worry you a little bit is the Bills because Josh Allen's an alien. But then you think to yourself, okay, we held them under 20 points when they had 93 offensive snaps, and logic just tells us the next time we see them, they're 99.9999% sure they ain't getting no 93 Man. snaps against us. You
1: know what I mean? We play like shit and we still beat them, right? And, like, Let's and, be honest. Tua had the best throw of that game. Right. I, I mean, like, and, and then the Chiefs, right? Like, I, I just went, we had the Chiefs down bad. And the game winner was when Terry Kill beat Bert, uh, Clayton Faginal. We had them the last time we played them beat with Tua. And with a way
0: inferior to way more inferior team.
1: Oh, I mean, we had, we didn't have Tyreek and he was on the other team beating us. I'm just saying like, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I know for sure the Dolphins are the best team in football, but I will say this right now. I think they can be this year's Bengals. I think I'm going to say this.
0: This is why I said it earlier, Neil, if they can find a way to be that one or two seed and get home field advantage all the way to the AFC championship, at least we will be the scariest team in football. And during the playoffs, this roster, because listen, when you sit back and think about it, Neil, we actually do have a... All the guys who have playoff experience on our team are seasoned impact player vets for the most part. And and you, you look at what... My friend, I know you think about it too. This is what me and you probably th- sit here when we get that little that little thinking bubble pop up overhead when you think about the window. We have seen what Tua is in the clutch when it matters in third down, fourth down, fourth quarter. Best third quarter. What's he, I mean, what,
1: best third down quarterback in football, in best football. fourth quarter quarterback in, in football.
0: football. So, what's he going right. to mean? What's it going to be when every quarter matters in the playoffs and it's more high intensity? Because what I didn't like, Neil, about what people were ragging on about that Steelers game, my friend, and I know you know this. He was rusty. Who cares? Yeah, but right? who cares about the rest? You gotta win those kind of games in the playoffs or to get to the playoffs. They where both offenses are stagnant. Who's gonna do a little bit more than the other guy? That felt I know the quality of players on the other side wasn't where it should be, when but did that not have a play, still. but did that not have a playoff vibe to it? Minka was fired up. Their defense was fired up. They got off the bus. You know what I mean? Like it felt like a playoff game, even though, like Kenny Pickett and that, that offense is not a playoff offense. But you got to win those type of ugly games in the playoffs to go the distance, bro. Not everything is a
1: 31 to 13, 42 to 38 f- blowout or shootout. You know what I mean? My favorite thing about Tuatonga to Velo is he can win ugly. And that's, I like I mean, that because football's not a football's not a pretty game. No. Nope. And and I think that that's one of my favorite things. Like we all see the stats when we look at Herbert's wins and you know, all last year we all wanted to compare I'm trying to, to hear. It. What have I
0: said, Neil? Fill up no, with a better arm. and Where are we sitting well, I, right now? I,
1: I'm, but I'm just saying all last season all we did in the media, right, was compare Herbert Burrow and Tua. Tua's playing the best of the 3 and now everyone stopped comparing. And the reality you know you're of it is about
0: Burrow this year do, you, Neil.
1: Because he's playing like shit without. Yeah, I know, you're but I'm just Marquise saying. Like, I don't, hear, I, don't hear, I,
0: I don't hear. I don't hear. Peep. I don't hear a peep.
1: I'm just saying, in general, and that old
0: line ain't what they wanted it to be after all that investment, eh? That old line is.
1: When you go to a movie, right? Yeah. You sit down in your chair. They need a, a like new a coach, popcorn. Neil
0: Zach Taylor was the fraud. Oh, That's the problem, he's awful, right? Awful, awful. Yeah. One of the worst
1: coaches of football.
0: Just but like sure I think they're... Staley needs to go in um, L. A. Because I will say this, brother. Oh, awesome imagine coach. if they both fire their coaches and they try to vie for a guy like Sean Payton.
1: Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I th- and, and I he'll, think and, he'll pick and he'll pick LA and he'll pick LA because of Bengals the Bengals are an awful organization. No one. Wants yeah, to you
0: know, and no one wants to live in Cincinnati, Ohio, where Skyline well, Chili is the you know right. star of your
1: life. Well, when you go to the movie theater, right, and yeah. you sit down, you have your popcorn. You don't go through the opening credits and then say, "You know what? Thank you. I'm out." Like you got to let no. the movie pan out. And yeah. we're in year three of these quarterbacks play, and Herbert was way better as a rookie, and then Burrow was way better as a sophomore. And now in year three, two is way better. Dan and Hurts. What? All three of them and all four of them can be really good quarterbacks. There doesn't have to be one. Because I that was cute. wrong on
0: Hurts, brother. I didn't yeah. like Hurts coming out. I didn't think. And look at – and I mean, you know, it did look really lost there for the first few years because the one thing Philadelphia has always been good with their young quarterbacks, whether it's been Wentz, Hurts, whoever, McNabb, go back to McNabb. They always give you a good offensive line. Right. And, oh, they- but, but look at What did they do? We got Tyreek, they got AJ Brown, and it, it, it turned Devontae into Smith into the number two. Dallas Goddard has emerged since they moved Ertz. Like they've made good personnel decisions around Hertz, and Hertz is developing and growing just the way Greer and McDaniel made the right personnel decisions around Tua. But see, the thing is, I like Tua's tape better than Hertz. And I think as a passer, and I think we can both agree here like, listen, as an athlete, Hertz has the edge, but as a passer, as the as a quarterback, Tua has the higher ceiling than Hertz, hey, I believe.
1: I'll say this: I know I wasn't there, but I heard. And Mac Tua Jones there. gonna
0: end up being one of their backups in a few years.
1: <laughs> well, I know that the Dolphins just thrashed the Eagles when they. But we're in yeah. training camp together. Yeah. So like I, I remember I, the
0: Eagles reporters, they were saying, saying how good Tua was. Well what else were they saying? Neil remember because the Eagles reporters were they that we were the four team, right? We were the four team that they had inter um we had the, the inter squad practices with. Right. We were the first team that they said beat them in because remember the second practice got canceled, right? Yep. But we wall walloped them in that first practice and they said we were the first team to beat them in a practice.
1: Yeah, no, I, and and that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I think this team can go toe to toe with anyone. You know, yeah. I, I I was listening on the radio today, and they're naming the top four teams in the AFC, and they're saying, you know, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, and I'm like, what movies and do you gotta watch? It? And I'm
0: gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell people, watch watch how you talk about my boy McDaniel because Neil knows all these. But no, I've been on the McDaniel train for two years now. When I wanted him as our OC, people better watch. Don't get caught in your emotions on McDaniel because the way this is looking. This guy's going to be a coach of the year candidate when the win-loss record plays out by the end of this and with what the players are producing. So, listen, we're going to go – people need to realize we did not see the ups and downs and the real lumps and bumps. Well, we did, but we didn't pay a lot of attention to them with Flores because that was a tanking year. Whereas this year, the full blown expectations are there for the first year head coach. Like, you know, we talked about the Steelers blown call and Flores's first year right before the end of the half. Remember with the coverage where the people thought we were, throwing. yeah, people thought yeah. we thought we we're tanking. We talked about it for like a couple of days and then we went back to whatever we're tanking the, season let's talk about the quarterbacks in the draft now there's more of a spotlight on the coaching position because of the personnel around him player wise and so i'm just going to tell people listen you are going to go through you know adversity but you're also going to go through learning curves with a rookie coach but the thing is we got to hope he adapts quickly well he learns from his mistakes so when we make this playoff run we're not and, and and neil just said he will and i think you've seen certain instances already neil where look at neil let's talk about let's go back to the trade deadline for a minute but let's not talk about the trade deadline so much as this neil one of the most impressive things for for me mr driscoll was the lack of ego we would have never seen first of all Brian Flores said he didn't believe in stars, so we wouldn't see this team we see right now. Not at all. Okay, yep. let alone he, he wanted Watson, who was technically a star, so go figure that out. But anyways, do you think Brian Flores and that staff, after they gave that contract only eight games in, would have given up on Chase Edmonds? Because I don't believe they would have. I think they would have been stubborn. They would have stuck to their guns. But the lack of ego, the lack of stubbornness for McDaniel so you know what? This isn't working, and that's a massive upgrade at the def- at the edge position that we really could use right now. It can help us put us over the top. And hey, by the way, listen, let's go check in on Hunt. Oh, we don't like his money. Let's go flip over to San Francisco and get a guy we know. And all we got to do is give up a fifth round pick, and Wilson can walk in today. Shout out to him for choosing Ronnie Brown's number two. Can walk in today, and he can play, and he can contribute. And I think Neil. They're going to re up them for a one year contract at the end of the year. I for think sure. we, as long as Mostert and Wilson stay healthy, because of that lack of ego, Neil, they've now walked into a one two punch they are probably comfortable with until they draft a guy to Zach Charbonnet them. Charbonnet from
1: UCLA, right? Y- you know idea. what I
0: mean, though? But, like, dude, the lack of, of ego, my friend, and the, like, it's to admit your fault and not die on that hill, Neil. We haven't uh, seen that since even before Adam Gates. Philbin was like that. Um, you know, all those clowns were like this, bro. Um, what's his face was like that too. Cam Cameron was like that. All of these clowns have it's such a breath of fresh air. We haven't
1: seen someone be like this, Neil, since Tony Sperano. Right. Well, here, here's something that's cool, right? I, I'll say this. Since 2020, and really mostly in the last year. I've had the most fun I've had as a Dolphins fan, being a Dolphins fan, since Dan Marino beat Seattle, Joe Kitten and the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs in his last playoff win. Yeah. And then we went to Jacksonville and got massacred. Yeah, but, I remember. Yep. I mean, you know, watching Dan Marino win that comeback with the fire in his belly, throwing the ball all over, all over Seattle, getting that win was awesome. You know, the next week was one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> of, of, of my
0: of my football life. Yeah,
1: Right. But then, you know, you go and get the guy we all wanted a quarterback to Atungavalea. You know, sure. You know, Austin Jackson. No, whatever. I, you know, it is what it, the, getting two out uh, of that draft class is all that really mattered. And Raquan Davis and Robert Hunt and Brandon Jones are good players, so it's not like it was. You know, it's and and the jury's out. Like we'll see what happens. Um, the next draft class with Javon Holland, Jalen Phillips and Jalen Waddle. I knew on draft night that Phillips and Waddle were special. And I liked Javon Holland. I didn't know how good he was going to be. And then fast forward to this year. You go out and you get Tyreek Hill. You go out and you get Taryn Armstead. Oh, you know, trade deadline comes up, and we go out there and get Bradley freaking Chubb. Like, we, if you looked at our roster well, when it was 2020, and you look at it now, I mean, we have 10 players that are like elite level players to all like, you know, borderline all pro. I mean, this team is loaded with talent, like loaded. And that's it has been so fun to have a team. Cause like, you know, reason, you know, I'm we're draft junkies, right? I was working on my mid season mock draft before the trade deadline, like an idiot. Cause I wasted tons of hours and <laughs> it all got flipped upside down. But when I got to the Dolphins pick at pick 20, mind you, it was at the time with the 49ers. Dude, I didn't know where the hell to go with the pick. There was Mm -hmm. nothing I wanted. And I said, you know what? We need a pass rusher. I was thinking this out loud because I said Van Ginkel and Ingram are unrestricted free agents. And Ogba's been disappointed. And look at now, Brandon.
0: You would have uh, to a month ago. You would have said tackle. And Brand- look at Brandon Shell's play. He's
1: playing awesome. He's awesome. I mean, that's why when he when Austin Jackson's ready, I think Austin Jackson's brother be left guard.
0: And, and uh, well, I and I agree with you. But don't you love how? I, I mean, don't you love how? you know, how they put Robert Jones in and they right run right behind him for like that 12 yard gain, like, right. right as You know, and you never want to see, see, you never want to see, I can like prayers up to Eichenberg. You never want to see a player get injured. You want to see if they're going to lose their spot. You want to see them get outplayed. And that's not to say Liam's going to lose his spot because what's really unfortunate is he really started to play well the past few weeks. He started to get, other than some penalties he needed to clean up, he was really starting to get into a rhythm right there when Armstead right. was back healthy. So he was starting to turn a corner, it seemed. But they put Robert Jones in there and, bro, that train
1: just kept moving. Right. Well, you, I was, you, you kind of said, so one of the things that the three yards per carry guy said, were that the Dolphins were starting to get really excited about Liam Eikenberg and his play over the last three weeks. They mm-hmm. thought he was kind of finding his groove. And, you know, he was getting better. Still stupid penalties, though. I, I, you know, you got to get the penalties out. But, you know, Taron Armstead, I mean, you look at that guy. He made Aiden oh. Hutchinson. He erased them. He, Brother, he got... Laramie Tunsell could never lace armstead's boots oh he's, he's not as good and, and the funny thing is i still think in the next two years could i the next two years larry is gonna be a dolphin again so
0: okay. well you know because you saw what greer said right
1: yeah well i i always thought he liked it here from what i heard
0: and, and brother I think- we talked about it tonight with me richmond because if people don't know what me and neil are talking about i'll fill you in quick greer um was basically today he was asked um You know, do you keep a piece of paper or dry erase board or something with Laramie Duns at the top and all the picks and players you've gotten from the trade, right? And and I quote, this is what Greer responded with. And the question was longer, but that's basically where the question went. So Greer responded and I quote, well, I always go back to Laramie is a very good player and he and I still will text every once in a while and I'll joke with him and guys will tell me like, Laramie is like, bring me back. Just joking in the offseason and stuff. Joking. And can I tell you something, Neil? One of my longest supporters in this community, in the YouTube community, and i inside the NFL, is Sean Tunsell, Laramie Tunsell's cousin. Right. And we have each other on PlayStation. He always shows up in the chat. Great, 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 fantastic human being. And he told me all the time, Laramie loved it here. And you know what? And and I brought this up to Richmond, Neil. Do you remember how good he was in between Pouncey and Brandon Albert? Oh, in his my first God. Dude,
1: he was a beast.
0: Put him in between Connor and Armstead. Oh, I, dude, my it God. Happen. It could happen. I, I, I like trust Brandon me. Shell and Robert Hunt. Oh, my God. At the
1: level Sh- Shell's playing at. Oh, well, my God. Oh and I, I like the F the picks model as long as you keep your second, third and third round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's I, even when you
0: have your first, Neil, the money aggressive. is made in the second and the third and the fourth rounds. Really?
1: Well, that's why I wasn't so upset. Now, I think the NFL, Bro, us we, were, we gave up,
0: brother, we gave up a glorified Cole second Strange. round pick, okay? 25. We gave up Cole it, yeah, bro. If that, yeah, I know it. If that's going to be, I've always said this once you get to 25 back or 24 back, Football you know,
1: point.
0: well, yeah, because listen, Neil, me and you do this draft stuff heavily, and a lot of people out there probably listening do. On an average year, you don't have
1: 25 first-round grades you normally hand out. I have 14 this year already. You know,
0: how many did you have last year? Me and you, I remember, were the low
1: 20s. Yeah, we are like 22, I think it was. Yeah,
0: like you rarely get... So what you're doing is just giving a glorified
1: second-round pick at 25, 26. Right, and you build your roster. Because, like, look, fourth-rounders, fifth-rounders, sixth-rounders, seventh-rounders, if you get one rosterable player who's rosterable for more than one year out of those picks i think that's pretty successful yeah that is the second and third round guys should make the team and develop into good players they and fourth, we, too, don't sleep the fourth you can yeah. still find those third round gems out that of that's well oh yeah. and it's a hot spot to get running backs too yeah it is it is it is uh, um but like so like i like i look at the draft now just imagine if the NFL didn't screw us out of that extra first round pick, and we got Bradley huh. Chubb, and we still had a one. Oh, I actually, but I, I will say this: I I'd trade we had, it. Well, I think if we had that extra one instead of Bradley Chubb, we would have got Josh Allen from Jacksonville. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard. I heard the same thing about this so, too. Yeah,
1: and, and we could, we'll talk about like the trade. But but I would have like,
0: tried to flip a, a corner. I would have tried to flip a corner with
1: that. With well, that, keep an eye on Sidney Jones. I don't know if he's. What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you thinking about?
0: Eh, you know he's yeah, really he's a zone mid.
1: guy. I'm, he's I'm,
0: I'm, you know, eh. I, I like what our guys are getting healthy now. Well,
1: they love Cater Kohu, and that's not a joke. They love him.
0: Yeah, oh, they, he's, he's they, they
1: thought they thought in the way before the priest when they had him in the training camp, they thought they had a player. Yep. Uh, and that's that's gem. some of the notes. Some of the notes I've heard. Look at the like,
0: UDFA I, gems. They've scored, brother. Holy. Josh
1: Boyer's good at that, right? Like Josh. That's. That's one thing he's good at. But, like, one thing I've heard also is that the Dolphins aren't as soured on Cedric Wilson as we all think. They He had legitimately broken ribs, and he's been healing. Oh, I don't think, I don't think so at all. I, they, I think they have plans for him in the back half. The problem has been that Trent Shurfield has just been so damn so good. good. And can I be honest with you? Cedric looks like he's getting
0: his feet under him as a returner. He had that one good return that ended huge. up being called back. Remember that? But uh, yeah, we had course. the block in the back. But he had, and then that one return he had, where he only gained like ten or fifteen yards, but he got flipped. Good right. on him to hold on to the football too, man. Like Cedric looks like he's getting his feet under him as a returner, and brother, I mean, if, if you can listen, Neil, especially if we get to the playoffs, we got to assume in the next. Nine plus games. There's going to be a game where Hill and Waddle. It's just not going to be their day, and you're going to need a guy like that to step up.
1: I, I, and honestly, as you get to the better teams, that's what's going to happen. We've yeah. got Green Bay on Christmas. Like they have a really good cornerback group, and that's where you're going to have to win. And you know, you're right. I mean, we haven't really covered the Lions game. There's not too much more to talk about that we talked. Tua was amazing. The receiver. Did you think drew... it was his
0: best profession? I, well, I wanted to I ask don't. you this. Was I it don't. the best game ever?
1: I think that it's actually not his best game ever. I, I have to give the ball to what he did in the fucking fourth quarter of Baltimore, which is insane. Yeah. And the Arizona game when he was a rookie. But what I'll say is I think it's the beginning of Tua putting up big numbers against teams that shouldn't be on the field with us. And I think this is gonna become a thing now. And it might not be three eighty-two and three cut it funny? It's like he knew people are gonna be like, Well,
0: if I light them up, people are gonna say well, it's Detroit. So what did he do? He put up the most yards of any quarterback this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was the FedEx player of the week. I mean, he, too, it looked, also, I mean, he looked awesome, but like, I won't give it his best game because I'm now at a point where I'm going to expect that from him. And, and it's not going to waver. I mean, look, that was a, I don't care who you play going on the road's tough. I think they should have kicked the lion's ass. I don't think they played that well again on the defense side of the ball, but I also think that there's, they've been doing, dealing with a lot, man. Like, when you have musical chairs and all, and all these injuries, I mean, like, every play someone's going down, I, like, I actually think the defense is going to be way better, and it kind of is a good segue into the to the trade deadline because I, I would say Emmanuel Agua has been one of the biggest disappointments of the team, but I still think he's a good football player, and I think the addition of Bradley Chubb makes him and Jalen Phillips better. Um, that whole defensive front is going to be really, really solid. Like, to pull in Bradley Chubb, I, like – that, you know, it, there's been a lot of moves that happened, right? A lot like there was the Roquan Smith, the Baltimore trade, right? And and I think that's a good move for the Ravens, even though I don't know if he could play receiver two for them. But I would say that the the thing that I'm seeing every time a show comes on or on a radio is they're leading with the Dolphins getting Bradley Chubb. And it was even, I think Ian Rapoport said, when the Rams won the Super Bowl, they made this move. Whoever won the Super Bowl. And okay, so the in 2019...
0: 2019- The Niners traded for Emmanuel Sanders from the Broncos. They went to the Super Bowl in 2021. The Rams traded with the Broncos for Von Miller and they went to the Super Bowl. And now, is it are we next?
1: Right? Well, we have two now, we have two of the highest pass rate, pass rush win rate players in the league Bradley Chubb's three, Jalen Phillips is 10. Yeah, I mean Bradley Chubbs Like the thing about Bradley Chubb is a three down player. Like, let's not get it twisted. That guy's a beast against the run. You could
0: drop him in coverage too. Yeah, I yeah.
1: mean, he is. I Bradley Chubb is. Xavier brother, Howard's brother, Xavier, brother.
0: you want you want he, a good laugh?
1: I think he's the it, best player on our defense. <laughs> it, it,
0: you well, you if you want a good if you want a good laugh, you can go watch my preview on Inside the NFL from a couple years ago when we played. Um. It was at the, the game with
1: Vic Fangio made it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, someone
0: yeah. asked me in the first 10 minutes, I was just doing like a little Q&A with people in the chat. They're like – What's your biggest worry this game? And unlike Bradley Chubb versus Austin Jackson, it's literally on record. I even posted it to Twitter. What ended up happening that weekend? Bradley Chubb against Austin Jackson, oh, he destroyed yeah. him and disrupted that whole game. Bradley Chubb is a game changer. He's a Pro Bowler, plays at an All Pro level, you know. And he's going to rub off on Phillips a little bit because I think what people want to see with Phillips is him be a little bit more violent with his hands in terms of finishing. And you know, we're coming bringing in a guy who's got one of the best pass rush repertoires in the AFC and I think he's going to be able to show Phillips a few things and Phillips is just going to get better. And what he's too is that man's going to be drawing the double teams. And what you've seen is we've had really success when we put Phillips's hand in the dirt or, or let him rush from the interior, not just off the edge. And it's going to allow you a lot of flexibility. Listen, you look at Ogba's contract, right? I don't know if you checked it out, but that man is more than tradable. When oh, it comes to this offseason, if you trade him pre-June 1st, you will save about $11.5 million. If you trade him post-June 1st, you will save $15.3 million. They are going to extend Chubb. It's going to be about $20 million per year. So this is going to end either two ways, Neil, and I want your opinion. I'm setting you up right here, okay? I'm yep. softballing you one. Is this going to be trade Ogba, but follow me here, trade Agba and get it off the books, or based off of what you've seen a little bit, are we going to switch to a predominantly zone-based defense like what McDaniel's been around, where you spend money on the edge players and on that front because you're so reliant on pressure in a zone based defense. So it's either, do you think we're going to move off Ogba or do you think they're going to keep everyone together because we're going to move off a zone and they're going to change the money they spend
1: on the secondary? I think the second part, I think they're going to keep Ogba. I think he's going to probably have to restructure his deal, agree to a new contract, which I might have to do. Um, But I think they're going to keep this defensive line intact. And, kind of take, like, the whole salary cap perspective, right? Like, trading Ch- Chase Evans was not a minor move. It put us, this so a word, $25 million under the cap next year, right? Yeah. And 20, that's but, Chubb. Yeah, well, like, like, there's so, like, Christian Wilkins accounts for 10.5. What, the, what they'll do is they'll extend him on a five-year deal. His cap hit will be $1 million, and most of it will move to a guaranteed bonus to start, and then his cap hit will go, you know, kind of, Rise and accelerate over time. So we'll probably save conservatively six to seven million dollars by re-signing Christian Wilkins to a long-term deal, right? Yeah. Ty- Tyreek Hill's restructure would save nineteen million dollars if he's as bought in as he seems like he is. But remember,
0: think- Casey asked him to restructure a couple years ago, and he said no.
1: Yeah, but he also wasn't getting this kind of money, right? And that like this restructure-, restructure just
0: means you get your money up front too. I don't know why people right. look at it weird. Well.
1: Well, it, there's, there's a lot of ways you can restructure. Like, you can restructure, like, you know, did, did Jerome Baker just take yeah, – Yeah, you could take years off. Yeah, you could take
0: years off. You could do a lot of stuff, yeah.
1: Right, so, like, if he gets his bonus, if Steve Ross says, you know what, Tyreek, rather than put you as a cap hit, I'm going to move your money and pay you a 19, 000, a nineteen thousand, $19 million as a bonus, he'd be an idiot not to take it, and I think he would do it. And that's – you know, if you just think about well, that – Well, I agree right because his
0: contract uh, – uh, Neil, correct me if I'm wrong, it's in three years – where because, it's yeah. fifty million a year, that's got to be changed to
1: extend our window, basically. And, and look, and they're and they're going to figure they have a plan, man. They'll probably extend them longer, move the money. It's all about guaranteeing money. That's all that matters. Like cap hits don't matter. You can get out of contracts because look. So I I just got twenty five by restructured Tyreek and re-signing Wilkins. I got twenty five, and that's after re-signing Bradley Chubb. Byron Jones is gonna be gone, right? That's gonna save close to five. If we do it pre-June one, if we designate him as a post-June one, it's 14 million in savings, right? Like there's just so many ways. Like this team, if Mike Kosicki blows up, they still they'll they'll find a way to make him an offer in France. Well, and, okay. I, and
0: and I gotta say this. We've gotta give Greer his flowers for not only you know putting this team and McDaniel in the best, you know, in, in the best scenario to be successful. But And we've talked about this before, Neil. The contract work he's done over the recent years, even when Flores was around, has been chef's kiss worthy, Neil. He's really, the guys in the front office have really done a good number. And I mean, uh, um, what's this, Brandon Shore has a lot to do with this too, right? They've done a fantastic job with the contracts and structuring them, Neil. We got to give them their flowers
1: for that too, no? Right, I, I think they're one of the best teams in football in terms of structuring contracts. Like I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that's a lie.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you one hundred ten percent.
1: Like I think what you know, everything they've done, really in the team building, a drafting. I mean, they've done a really good job of putting everything together.
0: And look at you know Neil, the missing pieces we needed to start working out to really kickstart this. The new coaching staff was simply the fix.
1: Right, and and, and that's you know, and the quarterback developing the right way. But like it's just, I mean,
0: yeah. And the yeah. new coaching staff was a they, fix. The offensive line that we couldn't get together—it took you know to almost mid-season. But you see them coming. To, it took the week six, seven weeks. But they yeah. they got it flowing right now. You know I mean, what I mean? The window
1: for the next three to five years is going to be great. I mean, they have so much potential. I like, just a dynasty, brother. I watched this goddamn page for 20 years. But what my whole point is they're not cap-strapped, cap like people think. Like, the cap is it's going to go up.
0: And but, Yeah, because there's a lot of deals coming down the pipeline. This
1: thing's going to skyrocket over the next exactly. couple of years. Exactly. I mean, it's supposed to go up like $25 million in two years. So, like, they'll be fine. When they have to pay to it, they'll be fine. And when, like, people, like, waddle and holler up, like people, like and people I don't think Tua is breaking here. the bank.
0: Tua ain't gonna—he's gonna, gonna want to keep his boys. Tua looks like the type. He get paid, but he ain't gonna break the bank because he looks like the type that's gonna want to keep all his boys around.
1: Well, it's so, and again, it's all about how the structure of the deal is. What's the guaranteed money? He reminds
0: like, me of Crosby, Neil, like the way he prepares and the way he handles himself as a person, but also. You you saw like what what you know Crosby didn't want them to let let Letang and Malkin walk even though we probably should have because they're all old. Tua seems like that type of guy that he'll ride or die with you till there's nothing left in your tank. You know, like he just seems like that like a loyal person. You know what I mean? So I could see him
1: taking less money to keep his buddies around. Well, and and I think that's fair, and he'll get his money. I mean, uh, the bottom line is the core of this team is Waddle Hill. And Tua on offense, right? And it's Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips on defense.
0: I gotta throw like, Armstead in there, brother. On well,
1: I, I honestly though I think in three years he's pro- when he's done his contract, he's probably gotta retire, right? Because of his body. And and look, I think Xavier Howard has two or three good years left in that. So when like when I, what I I'm probably saying is like, father time will get players out of here whether they're great players or not, and then younger players will get paid, and that that rotation will be good and. Right now, we don't have to worry about it for three to five years because our team, the next three years, is going to be completely loaded. I mean, you know, like, we see what we have now. We'll get Chubb and Wilkins back. I Like, you know, I saw that it was reported the day that the Dolphins did not discuss Mike Kosicki. I know for sure. Yeah, that is not true. Yeah. I, I know that the Vikings were, and I know that he was originally – him and Agba both were discussed at the Denver deal as players instead of Chase Edmonds originally, and – the Dolphins were asking, and just training. to add to you,
0: I confirmed about one hundred and ten percent was someone in the Broncos building as yep. well on top. So yeah,
1: right, yeah, right. So like, so it is what it is. I, I do think there's a chance that Mike Kosicki could somehow end up being part of this team's locker. Like you look at their cap, man. Like, and I'm not saying like you could just go cut he everyone. Does not, here's the
0: thing for everyone. Gronk never broke the bank. You got to not break the bank. That's, that's the problem. All these guys, I mean, if all these guys are looking to reset the market, we're going to have issues.
1: Well, we can look next year. Seaton Carter's on the books for $2.7 million. Durham Smythe can save you $3.7 million. I think like, Jerome Baker is going to be out the door. That's you know, why like-
0: it's so necessary that we win because if these guys get a taste of winning, even an AFC Championship appearance, they're going to say, "Yo, run this back." You know what I mean? Because they're going to say, "Like, yo, 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 like, look at, look at the Tampa Bay Bucks when all those high-talented, high-caliber players finally won." What oh, did they say? Yeah. How many guys were up and Mike Evans was giving money out because they all wanted to stick together and the try to run it back? Sue,
1: Leonard Fournette, yeah. Like they yeah. all
0: tried to run it back and they tried to run
1: it back now two years in a row for the majority part, right? Right. Well, hey, I, I think this week this winning streak's continuing, man. And I think you you probably I mean, we're going to Chicago. Um, the Bears have traded do you think, Yeah, do you think de-
0: Do you think their defense is too depleted after? Um, uh, uh, after the, the, the trades they've made,
1: I, I don't think they had a chance if they had quick.
0: Well, I, I'm not, I'm not saying, well, yo, bro, I don't know if you knew this, but, um, you know, they were, I mean, they're a top 10 team against the past defensively now against the run is a different story. I think they're like 31st against the run. They're not good against the run. Um, Yeah, they're 31st against the run and they're actually fifth against the pass, bro. They're only allowing about 188 yards through the air. They're 16th against total defense. Um, They're only allowing 22.6 points per game, which is 19th. So, I mean, and, and, and just to put, you know, we're the third best passing offense and they're the fifth best passing defense. So, you know, um, but again, I look at the players they have there. Other than Eddie Jackson, the safety, uh, who, who am I worried about in that secondary right now? Like, who's really
1: slowing us down? Well, I mean, and, and the reality of it is, is they have nobody. And even if they did, like, we have Tyreek and Waddle. I Like, you know, I, every week yeah. we could say that. You know what I mean? But I and then don't we think got I Kisicki and Cedric and Trent Shurfield. If those guys aren't doing their thing, bro. Well, I think the the biggest mismatch of this game is going to be our defense's our front with Bradley Chubb now against that Bears offensive line. That's just not a good line. And J- Justin Fields is a young quarterback. I did. Th- you know, one thing I'll say is that they, I like Bro,
0: Jones has already allowed 25 pressures.
1: Yeah. I, I like Mooney at receiver. I, I, they brought in chase Claypool for a second. Is he playing yeah. this weekend? Do you think I, he'll probably line up some, but like, honestly, man, this is a game where I just, we're going to be a buzzsaw, I you know, yeah, I, I have it, I have it like thirty-three to seventeen. I think this is a game we actually win by some distance. It's not even going to be cold; it's sixty-four to sixty-six degrees in Chicago. Talk about those winds, Neil. Let them know. Yeah, the wind factor has changed. It was looking like it was in the beginning of the week that it was going to be fifty miles per hour. Now it's down to fifteen. You now that won't stop the, Sinoan, uh, the Samoan sniper from tearing up that. that a boy, secondary. I, I, I think just. You know, I think Mozart. I you know, I, I'll call some things. I think Jeff Wilson's going to get a touchdown. Mm. I think once we I think once we get to the goal line, Mike McDaniel's salty like that. He's going to get his boy a touchdown. Um, I, I do think I, I think Hill and Waddle both go over 100 again. Yeah, I agree. I, and it's going to be what's what, what's we got to stop and applaud. I'm
0: calling it, it this week, brother. We saw Ingo last week. This week, Trent Sherfield touchdown. Let's go.
1: Yeah, well, we gotta applaud it that Tyreek Hill, legitimately in the ninth game of the season, is going to break a thousand yards. <laughs> yeah, like, he's only
0: thirty nine yards away. He's at right,
1: and I'm, I'm calling two Bradley Chubb sacks. Um, Bro, you are going in. I'm going to
0: call two Jalen Phillips sacks. Because, I like it because of the one on one. Hey, brother. Hey, we've seen he he like you know this man. Okay, Bradley Chubb has twenty six pressures right now. Um, thirty NFL Phillips, right. Jalen Phillips has 32 pressures.
1: Oh, I mean Jalen Phillips, Phillips has Jalen Phillips has been he's had the multiple 7
0: he's had multiple 7 pressure games in like like in recent weeks. Like I think now you're going to see now it's going to be And can I say this? I know Gesicki finally drew a flag this week. When's Jalen Phillips going to start drawing these flags? Because some of these are freaking blatant, bro. Like, it's clear. as Like, I saw him getting, like, it was almost a horse collar where the guy was just holding him back from getting there. Like, this man is getting straight up abused. And,
1: man, he should have a lot more flags drawn uh, than than
0: he has, brother.
1: I mean, like, I and I hate to bring the referees into it, man, but I do feel like the Dolphins have got the short end of the stick all year on every freaking call. Like, that Trent Shurfield touchdown – was so obvious. Can I ask not- you
0: this, though? But why wouldn't you call it? Because I had a conversation with someone about this, actually a former quarterback as well. And and, and I said to her and we talked about it, Neil, and it's, why wouldn't you call the touchdown because you're going to review it anyways? You review every score.
1: And, well, it was and, that I, and that's what really pissed me off is they didn't, like, why didn't the booth review it, right? Like, they do every fucking other play. And, and I'm petty, man. they had to call
0: it a touchdown.
1: Well, I, I'm petty. I, like... I want Tua to have that fourth touchdown pass. Yeah, I know. Have I that I, agree. I don't care about Alec Engle getting a one-yard rush. Good for you, Alec. But like Tua has a touchdown. Profits, four- brother. The prop, the parlay. Yeah, well, and, and Trent Sherfield deserves that. Trent Sherfield. I mean, yeah, because he doesn't a, have a he doesn't have one yet, right? No, and he's a guy was on. I mean, like, so you look at these little, like I call them smaller deals, players that are your glue that are important to keep around because they're good. And I think Trent Sherfield's a guy. No matter what happens with Cedric Wilson, that you know, because
0: I, I think buddy, that he's is- Mac. He's Mac. Yo, the guy is Mac Collins to the next degree, bro. He's an amazing gunner. You see the blocking he. He's he's a much better version of Mac. Hall, what Mac Collins was to oh, us last
1: year, he is. And look, Eric Uzakama. The reason he's not playing is that they just trying to work with him on refining his routes. routes. Yeah, and Wes Welker's working with him very closely. I mean, he's going to be a player next year. In the red him. zone, brother. Oh, yeah.
0: I think you're going. You don't think you're going to see him after the buy? I think you're okay. going to see him at some point in this season.
1: Well, I, the only thing I'll say is that River until River Craycraft, Cray, Trent Shurfield don't do their job. No, but I was surprised that Jay, uh, Braylon Sanders is up. Yeah, and look, I was I was very frustrated with that fumble. But uh, that, you know, I'm not going to eliminate the guy full time from it. But he should. I really don't understand why he was active over Uzik. Neither do I.
0: Neither do I.
1: It just doesn't well, it make a like, lot of sense to me. If I feel that um, I, Eric
0: Kama, I think, is battling an injury. I mean, he uh, popped up on the injury report a couple weeks ago, and also remember he tweeted out the GIF of Goku in um, in the uh, hyperbolic chamber, like you know, getting healthy and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I he, mean, I think that's where he's at too.
1: Well, and, you know, the receiver is a position where it takes some time sometimes to develop for some. Some people like Waddle come in the league, Jamar Chase, they get it right away. Some people take a little time. Like, the good thing is, we don't need Eric Uzakama. And if it takes him a whole year to sit back, learn from great players,
0: develop him be, properly, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: develop. Don't put him out there if he's not ready. I'm okay with. Like, that.
0: Tanner but, Connor clearly was not ready.
1: Right. And, and that's where, so, you know, hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm on record. I'm going to go 33 to 17. I think we put a smackdown on the Bears. Uh, nice win. Um, it's always hard to win on the road, and then we come home, right? Then we come yeah. home against who do, we, who do we have at home after that?
0: Um, what's it called? Um,
1: Is it Houston? Uh... It is. Cleveland. It's Houston and Cleveland.
0: Yeah, it's Houston, then it's Cleveland, I believe, yeah. Right. To back-to-back home games. I mean, like, God, Lord, man. No, it's yeah. Cleveland. We got Cleveland, then we got Houston. Oh, that's right.
1: back home. And then, And then, okay, then it's Watson versus the Texans when he comes back. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. That's why. Yeah. I
1: mean, look, I'll, I'll say the one thing I'll say about And then we go game on game. the West
0: Coast, and then the Buffalo game.
1: I feel great having Taron Armstead because Miles Garrett is so good. Yeah. And – like honestly, our run defense is so good. I mean, the teams that can hurt us are the teams that can throw. But Jacoby Brissett, you know, he ain't gonna beat us. Um no. The, uh, the text Chubb worries me,
0: brother. Chubb. Oh, Nick Chubb,
1: Nick Chubb worries me, man, a lot. And you but know, we should beat them. We should handle them. Oh, I mean, look, Nick Chubb. I mean, you know, he, Chubb, Chubb's a good player, but I I believe in our team. So you know, we'll get we'll cross that first. We get there. This Chicago game should be a fun one for us, though. I mean, we're looking. The funny thing about the Dolphins—they're just not winning. They have people putting up historic performances, right? And that's fun to track. That's fun to chase. Your quarterback's playing out of his mind. Uh, Dan Orlovsky said the word "obnoxious." I loved it. Like he was—you <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. And fins up, man. Like what a let's get what a week as a Dolphins fan. Good kudos, Chris Greer, making the moves, bringing the team, going all in for this team. F those draft picks. Let's go, Bradley Chubb. Like. Man, what a what the Dolphins a, gave us a
0: chub this week.
1: Right. I mean, what an addition to this football team. Like I, I'm right. not blowing smoke. I think he's the best player on this defense right now. And I, I just think that's awesome that they went out and made that move. Because you know what? All if in. we this podcast would have sounded a lot different if we kind of stand at Pat. Yeah. And we don't even have to worry about that because Chris Greer is just making these moves, making this team better. And the dolphins are, like I said to start, this are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I truly believe that. And the playoff drought's gonna end. And man, I looked at air Airbnbs already. The prices are reasonable right now. They're gonna skyrocket. But uh the weather will be nice. And man, if if two is hoisting a Lombardi in Arizona, whew, man, I gotta save up all my sick days. Bro. <laughs> oh,
0: All right, man. Um, As always, man, always a good time. Guys, hopefully when we come back, when we reconvene next week, it's once again to celebrate a victory in 6-3. and Sounds real sweet to me. So we will see y'all next week when we dive back fin too deep. Until next time, everyone, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game and stay happy, healthy, safe, and blessed. Fin's up.